How many times do you check your Facebook feed a day? <laughs> or how much time do you spend watching Netflix or TV? And now tell me, does it feel like you don't have enough time to learn the Irish language? <laughs> Welcome to the Bite Size Irish Gaelic Podcast. I'm Owen. Welcome in. Okay, I don't blame you uh, if you feel like you don't have enough time in your day. I feel like that. I, um, to be honest, probably feel frustrated on a daily basis <laughs> that I don't have more time to do more things that I set up my expectations to do. But it's not a good enough reason to not spend any time on the, the things that I feel passionate about. So I think that we set up inner obstacles and we convince ourselves that something is true when it might not be the case and we use these obstacles we make up these excuses and we stop ourselves from really achieving what we really want to do become who we really want to become or uh, just be what's it experience what we'd really like to experience in life and so these inner obstacles what are they like Really, for me, it's these inner conversations or inner beliefs, these limiting beliefs that we tell ourselves. And a symptom of this is something that I hear very often. And I see it like weekly on Bite Size Irish Gaelic. It's somebody saying that, oh, I don't have time to study the Irish language, so I'm not going to study the Irish language. So what's what are the underlying assumptions here? The assumptions are, first of all, that you have to study the language. Second of all, that you have to study the language in a, a real like big chunk of time and that you're too busy to make this real connection with your Irish heritage, that you just don't have space in your time for a topic like this, like learning a new language. So I've got a couple of ways I want to address this. So the first thing I'd say is it's really hard to do this but try to lower your expectations. So I won't name my friend. <laughs> I was speaking to him lately and he has you'd call it like a passion project that he does in his spare time and he told me okay I haven't been spending enough time on this on this hobby of mine. I want to do work on it regularly to really like jump ahead right. So he told me, okay, I've set out a plan to spend one hour a day for the next 100 days on this project. And he told me he started yesterday, like the day before he told me this. And that that day he failed at this goal because uh, there was some friend things he had to deal with. Um, so he didn't actually manage to do the one hour that first day. So I told him, okay, so you're setting yourself up to fail like by your very definition you've already failed at this goal and you're already telling me this on day two uh, what about what if you did do it uh, set out a goal to do it regularly fair enough I, I absolutely agree with that but what instead of 60 minutes how what if you set out to spend five minutes or 10 minutes 
on this hobby of yours each day. And if you felt like doing more, like you could always do more. But at least every day you were looking at your project, you were moving forward with it. It wasn't stagnating. And he told me, yeah, but five minutes, that's not enough time. Like if I sit down and do five minutes, I haven't progressed. I haven't done anything. So my answer to that is, well, if you don't have more than five minutes that day, at least you've made a connection with this deeply interesting topic in your life. And if you feel like you're, you you could do more, if you feel like you have the energy to do more, keep doing it. Five minutes or 10 minutes, that's not the limit. It's just a base point to set yourself. And then I'd say to you, why don't you think back a bit? What got you so interested in this topic? that for example learning the Irish language what got you interested in this topic like I'm always surprised at the people who come to the Irish language they're interested in the Irish culture their heritage their ancestry where they come from and then it's just this special group of people you who's listening yes you're weird I'm weird (laughs) this special group of people who start to dig deeper. There's an an itch that needs to be scratched. So you start, you get this interest in your life. That interest in this case that we're talking about is the Irish language. But, you know, that's all in the context of the Irish culture, your sense of belonging, your sense of where you're from. So it's much broader than just the, the language itself. That's obvious. So... Why did you uh, get interested in this topic? And why was it? Was it like that special for you, that important for you that you took out your phone, for example, and started searching for information about that language? Like, are you fighting this calling? For those people who tell me you don't have enough time in your day, you don't have two minutes in your day to listen to Radio Nagueltachta and just listen to what's being played live right now over the internet if you're really that busy are you really that busy and are you just maybe maybe making putting up those internal barriers and you're fighting your calling and Stephen Pressfield the author like he inspires me a lot and he in one of his books uh, the artist's journey asks maybe you should ask why the muse chose you not why you chose this topic but why did this topic choose you at this time it's another way to look at it and it might put it in more perspective and it might uh, convince you enough to allow yourself to be taken by this muse this interest this thing you find deeply interesting and satisfying and let yourself go with it instead of fighting it So I was kind of coming to this topic about sustainable learning that I want to cover with you right now too. It's so it's it's a question of breaking down our beliefs that oh I have to study for an hour on Sunday to learn this language and without that hour on Sunday I won't be able to progress. 
Well, fair enough, like structured learning does have its place. And if you have the space in your life to do that and you have the motivation, don't let me stop you doing that. If you want to spend an hour studying a language on Sunday, that's fine with me. I won't stop you. But let's make it sustainable for us normal mortals, us mere mortals. So what does learning a language mean? For me, it's immersing yourself in the culture. And for me, it's not about sitting down and studying something. It's about exposing yourself to the language. And yes, making a concentrated efforts to later on express yourself in the language. But basically, immersion, first of all, can be passive. Immersion in that you're playing music related to the Irish language, kind of Irish traditional music. Immersion can be passive by letting Radio Nagueltachta or other Irish language stations play just over your device or through an app. You can learn one little bite at a time, one minute a day. That's what we like to say at Bite Size. So it's about putting yourself in the right context. It's the, that little trick of you want to go jogging in the morning, right? So it's really hard to go out the door. So what do you do? You put your running gear right next to your bed. So when you get up, you put on your running gear and at least then you're ready to go out. And it's the same idea. With Bite Size, we don't expect you to go through a full lesson and study uh, a Bite Size lesson every single day. But I would say that you should build the habit of opening a lesson, a Bite Size lesson if you're a member, and listening to one of the audios or watching one of our videos if you have that in your plan. And that's immersion already. That's exposing yourself to the language. And I like flipping it the other way. How can you make sure that you won't learn language? And one excellent way to do that is to never expose yourself to the language. And so when you realize that, you realize, okay, I need to basically expose myself to the culture and to the language and to live through this culture, live through the, this goal, this journey that I've been working on. That's what I wanted to cover today in the podcast. I've written a book about this whole idea, this whole topic of breaking down your internal barriers. And then what can you do about it? The science-based approaches to really making those jumps in your language learning. I think I'm going to call the book Winning the Language Battle. And you can find out more at www.bitesize.irish/book. Or if you go to our homepage, you should be able to find a link somewhere there. It was a real, a real fun journey going through this book because the book wrote itself. I just put myself in the context <laughs> in front of the computer and the book came about quite easily. In the end, it's something that I really find interesting. So the book gets a bit philosophical at times because I think we need to step back a bit. It's not good enough to... Uh, just look at these tactics of how to but you have to ask the question why why am I doing this why am I interested in this in the first place and then once you've accepted <laughs> that this interesting topic in your life is worth attention then you don't have to justify to anybody spending time on your passion thanks for listening
And now to the second half of the podcast. I love this part because you can ask your own questions to the podcast. You can go to www.bitesize.irish slash podcast and you press the button to record your question. You can be featured on the podcast and I love answering listener questions. Uh, this is the real the real reason I do the podcast is to connect. So uh, without further ado, here's a recording from Ian. Cheers, Mitchell Owen. This is uh, Ian uh, here. Sorry, I've been taking some time getting back. I've been dragging my feet a bit and I've been doing various things. Yeah, my um, initial um, suggestion was that perhaps the Irish government should use tax incentives for, to encourage people to you keep up their Irish. So if you, as I say, if you finish school and you've got certain qualifications sort of thing, then perhaps every, say, five, ten years or whatever, if you, if you re you know, retest yourself, take official tests to show that you've kept up your Irish, then you're on a lower tax rate. And that way it would encourage people to keep it up, you see. And anyone didn't obviously would pay the normal higher rate of tax sort of thing. Hopefully that would work. The other thing I was going to suggest was also it needs to be seen as more an in thing, a more trendy thing. I don't mean to sound rude or anything, but I should imagine, as with a lot of sort of things like this, which shouldn't be, but they're often seen as a bit uncool or whatever. So if you're able to encourage more well-known popular figures, especially popular among younger people, figures in Irish culture and everything to sort of proudly show how they are speaking Irish and keeping it up. That will help promote in a major way, I think, uh, the Irish language. I hope these two ideas are interesting. I hope they're uh, okay. And I hope you've got this recording properly. So yeah, thank you. And uh, bye for now. So long before. Ian Gurmil Mahagut, you've been in touch with us a couple of times on Bite Size. I don't think we featured your question so far on Bite Size Irish Gaelic. This last question was recorded about a week ago, so hopefully I'm not repeating myself, but um, I absolutely agree. <laughs> Tax incentives, yeah, absolutely. I won't say no to that. Like a similar idea is applied in schools. So when you do your leaving certificate, that's the name of the end of school exam we have in high school in Ireland. If you do some subjects uh, through the Irish language, you get extra points, basically. So I did, for example, maths through the Irish language. And there wasn't much to it because you still get the, the exam paper in the English language and the Irish language during the exam and you just need to answer in the Irish language and you get like a 5% markup so that's kind of cool some people don't like it of course because it's kind of skewing the results of exams so tax incentives yeah sure like it's kind of hard to to police that kind of thing isn't it so how can you tell people that oh if you're speaking Irish at home will you get a certain tax like a tax incentive that that'd be very hard to do i think um what what they could do is give more resourcing to the irish language not just in the gwaeltacht regions i feel but also sustainable urban irish language uh, like yeah the sustainability of the irish language in urban areas because i see that as the really the future of the irish language if i'm honest there's no easy answer and there's always the trouble when you talk about government spending is there's always the next thing you can choose to spend it on. So if you spend 1,000 euros or 1 million euros on the Irish language, well that 1 million euros could have been spent on hospital beds, uh, cancer treatment and there's always the next thing 
So it's very hard to justify a societal reason uh, for the Irish language. And that's why I, I think it doesn't get much funding, in fairness. There's there's just not that much support, government support around the Irish language. Although there are there are different organizations and grants and schemes, but it's all small enough, you know. And just on your second point about making the Irish language cool, yeah, I absolutely agree. And if you know any celebrities that want to endorse bite-sized Irish Gaelic, by all means, put them in touch with me <laughs> at bite-sized Irish Gaelic. I think TG Cahir, that's a TG4, that's the Irish language TV station. They did this, for me, they made the Irish language cool, because <laughs> before this it wasn't very cool and the station launched what could be 20 years ago now so they had good kind of presenters with great energy I think uh, Hector O'Hockagoyne is one such presenter he was doing a travel show when the station launched and it was really cool like he was traveling to Tibet for example I don't know was he really in Tibet but you know traveling to such places being very enthusiastic using a mix of English words as well, kind of speaking a bit more real Irish than just book Irish, if you get me. And yeah, we need to keep doing that. If you search for the Irish language on Twitter, you'll find communities of young people as well who are proud of the language and they're expressing themselves through the language and they're using it as a means of expression and these people are meeting up in different cities in Ireland, especially like Dublin, uh, Belfast, I'd say. And yeah, we need, that's our future, you know, we need to keep going like that. Uh, so Ian, thanks a lot for your uh, thoughts and thanks for being a contributor of Bite Size Irish Gaelic. So again, to record your own question, the more philosophical, the better, definitely. But suggestions, practical ideas, even travel questions, whatever comes to mind, you can come to www.bitesize.irish slash podcast and click the audio button. Finally, thanks to Tsukumo for their music, which you always hear on the Irish Gaelic podcast under a Creative Commons license. So until next time, I've been Owen at Bitesize Irish Gaelic. Slán! Mm-hmm.